Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Today we have a very exciting episode. Chris Clemens is here, YouTuber, designer, um, weed smoker, uh, Rosie O'Donnell cosplayer, Chrissy Teigen lettuce giver. You know him, you love him, and if you don't get ready, you're gonna love him. We talk about his whole YouTube journey. We talk about his chance encounters with uh, random celebrities like Chrissy Teigen and Rosie O'Donnell, and we talk about his recent COVID scare and everything in between. It was a great time. I enjoyed every second of it. I learned that you can DM people on TikTok, which I didn't know before, but you'll hear all about it. Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Chris Clemens. All right, we are here with famed Rosie O'Donnell cosplayer Chris Clemens. Oh my here. God, you are fresh on your research. <laughs> uh, no, I have so many questions. You've had a wild last couple of weeks, to say the least, sir. How are like, you doing? Happened? And I was like, oh, right, right. Everything right. happened. Everything yeah. happened. I honestly just feel nothing. I, <laughs> like, I well, don't. It's what okay. So for people that don't know, can you give us a brief overview in your words of this adventure or misadventure that you've been on the last couple of weeks? Yes. So about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I really could not tell you. Mm. I was going, I have not really been doing anything for the last nine Same. months. I've really been home. I've really been, you know, no, doing I my part. Yeah, this is what I appreciate about you okay. is that you are, I like to say, minding your P's and Q's. You're minding your pandemic and quarantine right now. And I appreciate it because I there's a, a lot of people in the social influencer type of world that are not doing that. So you're doing a Such great part. Such as Tana Mosho and um, the Hype House. <laughs> Name and names. Jake Paul. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so I was going, I got this, I was talking to this person who we had basically, I basically like shot my shot and was like, yo, would you want to film a video together? Because we mm. were mutuals on TikTok. And I was like, okay. why the fuck did that even happen? And why is that sense that's coming out of my mouth? <laughs> And so I was like, okay, you're getting tested daily because they were on sets for mm -hmm. shit. And so I was like, okay. Or, and I was like, do you mind if we get tested before? Because that's the only way I will have peace of mind at yeah. all. Fair. And so for me, I was, so it was the morning of the day we were going to shoot. I think it was like a Wednesday. So I wake up that morning. I take a hot shower. I'm like, mm, like, woohoo. Yeah. So I... I film in the car because I'm like, I want to show getting tested. I think it's good to talk about. I think yeah. like if I'm going to do something like this, I want to show that I wasn't just out here free balling it, you know? Totally. And I think people, I have friends that I've been tested multiple times over the last few months. And a lot of people that haven't think it's this much more complicated thing to do than oh it is. Oh my God, no, it is a spa treatment at yeah. this point. This is like my facial. This is like, oh, I get tested and I'm like, stick it up there. I, I, and this is coming from someone who was like horrified of yeah. like the nose, the idea of a nose swab. I was like, mm -hmm. no, they're putting chips in our brains. Like, not, <laughs> like at the beginning, I was like, I mean, who the fuck knows what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously that QAnon thought went out the window um <laughs> but i 
was just like, I really honestly enjoy it. So I yeah. was like, let's show it all of this. I was even making jokes. I was like, this is gonna be awkward if I come back positive, but there's nothing I can even think about. So then I, it comes back positive. Mm. And I was like, like, yeah. oh, I've got like, you've been tested so many times, gotten so many negatives. I was like, this one's in the bag. Uh huh. I was so, yeah, I got up. The guy was like, you're positive. I mean, it's all uh. on fucking footage. It's like yeah. all documented. And I was like, can you do another one? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. Um, so then that one came back positive. And so I like went home. My roommate, Andrew, was like, I have never heard you sound like that like you sounded uh, like the mother from hereditary <laughs> i was like first of all what um so then i was thinking about it though and it just wasn't adding up and yeah. I, I was so afraid of posting the original video where i was like i so i got home and i was like i should film something really quick in case this escalates insanely like yeah. i don't want to just disappear it I don't fucking know. A lot of so unanswered record, questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I just record like a, Hey, if I go missing, I'm, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, and then, so I just, it wasn't making sense. So I was like, let me go get a few non-rapid tests because obviously rapid testing is pretty inaccurate as mm-hmm. I've discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a bunch of tests done that day that all came back negative. Wow. And, it's wild but that see the same thing happened to Mamrie we were set to record me yeah we were set to record and we've already talked about this on our podcast so it's okay for me to say it here but (laughs) we were set to record one day and she called me in the morning so sobbing upset I've never seen hereditary but probably the mom from hereditary and (laughs) (laughs) I've only seen 15 minutes but it Based off of the 15 minutes, I was like, not a good sign. Got it. Uh, And then, yeah, she immediately made like another appointment the next day and then made another rapid appointment. And both of those came back negative uh, because same for her. Like my test came back negative. We're in each other's bubble. And so all of the things just didn't add up that everyone around her, her boyfriend was negative, like all of this stuff. And so she went and got two more tests. Both came back negative, still like quarantined for like a week or two. And, uh, and yeah, but it was wild, like emotional roller coaster to the max. Emotional roller coaster doesn't even like be like, I would rather have an emotional roller coaster <laughs> than that. That was, I literally felt like I got like a death sentence. And I know that that's probably so offensive to everybody with a death sentence, but like it just felt end of the world. It's like, yeah. I, it's not like I've been going to fucking Saddle Ranch or any of this shit. Right. Like I barely go to the grocery store, I feel. Yeah. So I just... It's a lot like when you get bed bugs that you're like, I didn't do anything necessarily wrong to get these things, but I feel dirty now. And I, everyone near me is, uh, has a possibility of having them somewhere in their ether. Yes, yeah. Literally. Yeah. But I think that's really good. Has the feedback on your whole journey been, uh, relatively positive? My, my journey. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought I was honestly going to get canceled. And I don't know if that's just like my paranoia or whatever. Cause I, th- I figured for if being positive, it? no, we'll get it. Oh. Well, for a few things, I'm just paranoid. <laughs> of con- like, I'm just so scared of the fucking yeah. internet. Um, I was just afraid of like, if I came back positive, people would be like, Oh, he's not been following the rules and mm. shit like that. I was mm-hmm. afraid that, Oh, he's 
docu or he's um, capitalizing off of Corona yeah. and get it. And, and so it, there was just so many things that like, cause I care about being a good person and right. And you don't, want, being, you don't want your intentions to be misconstrued and it's not at all. It's impossible to prove intentions to strangers that watch you on the internet. Exactly. So I was honestly really scared, but everybody was so nice. Everybody I mean, it was, it was like shocking. Great. I felt like it was like my birthday all over. People were sending me <laughs> edible arrangements. I was like, fuck, I would have done this months ago. And then you're like, should I feel bad for this? And am I going to get canceled for having a okay outcome out of this? That, that's what I was like. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was very weird. I'm Ugh. so happy it's like behind me though. Par for the course this year, it seems. Uh, <laughs> Very in line. Well, now let's go. Let's go back in time because I want to hear a little bit about your story of how you came to be in this position in which you're documenting yourself. Uh, you went to college at NYU. Yeah. Okay, and you went for photography. I majored in photography and minored in this thing called media, culture, and communications. It's cool. just, it was like a legitimate thing for me to do because <laughs> I was majoring in photography. Sure. Give you a little grounding. Now, exactly. Is that when you got interested in the internet? Like, how did that start? So I have like always been interested in the internet. Mm -hmm. I, just was always, I think, afraid to admit it when I was younger mm. or like, because I mean, I grew up being like, don't make friends online. Don't do. And I was like literally doing every <laughs> opposite thing. Like, yeah, it's so funny even talking about this now because that conversation is so different. Like kids don't get the, the internet was so scary when we were younger. So scary. And also like, so, um, like secret dorky adventure like it, was, it wasn't cool it, yeah like, I remember like having a YouTube channel and not having told anybody for like yeah. a year uh-huh and so I had always like I had like disposable cameras growing up and video camcorders and I just loved filming and making shit taking pictures like it did not matter I just loved it yeah. And so then I remember obviously watching our queen, I Justine, and yes. it was like back in her like Apple store dancing, like, mm -hmm. oh, just like iconic, that, like the old ass, YouTube, like so oh, pure, so pure, so pure. Oh. <laughs> and I watched these and I was like, I almost wanted to upload all these things I was making. They were just like stop motions. It wasn't even like me, but I was like, mm. I don't want to get bullied. I don't want people to find it. Like, holy shit. And so I just always like watched people. And then I was a freshman in college and I was an extra on the Wolf of Wall Street for the last month of my wow. first semester semester of college. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I thought I was literally Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, I'm going to set. And they were like, extra number 812. And I was like, thank you. I have a costume. Amazing. <laughs> but I was on set for like 16 hour days, like all of this shit. And I got home to winter break, like the day after it's, mm. we stopped. And I was in Delaware and I was bored out of my mind. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be a long five weeks. Yeah. And so one of my friends was like, dude, you have a nice camera from going to school for photography. Why don't, have you ever thought about like making a YouTube channel? I was like, that's funny because I have. <laughs> and so then I just decided to do it. I, yeah. And just that's put when it, it all there. began. Yeah. I just, 
it's so like awkward looking back. People are like, oh, what did you start doing? And I was like, the about me tag. I don't know why. Yeah. No, like, to feel like you're part of something. There's a template already created. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, but I then, just kind of fell into it with boredom. Is that also where you started doing like man on the street type of things? So I feel like that's when, and correct me if I'm wrong, things started to like get momentum for you. No, that really is like, I, so I just, I wanted to do a video. I had always done like dumb sketches or, um, like pranks even. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You're in a safe ooh, space. <laughs> um, but, uh, I one day was like, Oh, I want to ask old people pop culture slang. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Times Square. I bought this like microphone, had no idea what I was doing. And I went to Times Square of all places in the dead uh. of January. And I was like, do you know what twerk means? And <laughs> But I just had such a fun time. It was the best. And so then I really kind of dove into just interviewing strangers. I In New York, I know you know, because you've yeah. lived there. It, I mean, the people there are unmatched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. so authentically mm -hmm. unique. Mm -hmm. It's wild. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> Ugh. And so I just, I would ask people their strangest sex stories. I would look at Justin Bieber's nudes like I we just did anything and everything and it was just fun it was like yeah. literally fun yeah and then I moved out to LA and I was like and oh I stopped. should <laughs> I didn't stopped. say it I did not say that but <laughs> no yeah. it, it it just changed a little because I was like I'm doing one thing I want to make sure I'm not just like a one trick pony sure kind of thing so then I kind of got away from it and now I'm doing none <laughs> But you're doing so much more now. And I feel like that helped you figure out one, like a world of comedy that maybe you wouldn't have found previously. Because did you finish your degree or did you stop school? I finished. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was like, I can't be another YouTuber without a college degree. <laughs> <laughs> and to I go to it. NYU, like NYU, I always fantasize about was like this incredible school that the Olsons were at. And so it was like this me mystical. too. <laughs> it's funny because me too. What was your actual, if you could summarize like what your actual NYU experience was like? It was, it's so hard. I like, I, I'm trying, I'm thinking about like, because all of my other friends like pretty much went to like the typical college experience. When I would yeah. visit them, I was like, fuck, I wish I had this. It's like the total opposite. Like yeah. you get a fake ID at 18. You're like not going to frat parties. You're going to like bars with like adults. Uh -huh. um, it's, I like, didn't really, I know I went to class, but like, there's just so many opportunities. And that's what I really saw like college as not as much like school which right. I know is like horrible but I was just like I was from Delaware so I was like I have the world at my fingertips with no one telling me I can't do shit like mm -hmm. let's go so I would sometimes miss class I had jobs um I was working all throughout college it's that's um, cool though because that's part of I imagine the NYU experience is the experience of living in New York City itself a hundred percent it was it was so awesome to yeah. just have full independence and feel like you really have the world at your fingertips because New York is so diverse, but it was weird because I feel like I had to like grow up. 
Yeah, you're like, thrust in it. Yeah, you're like I was looking for an internship freshman year when my friends were like, "Yeah, I'm thinking of getting a, an internship junior year," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Huh? <laughs> yeah, so it was it was definitely weird, and I didn't really relate to a lot of other college friends, but it was fun. Like I, yeah, it allowed me to be here. So incredible. Now you also worked at NYU's telemarketing company. Is that true? Oh, that is true. Uh, I did write down Adina Menzel's number. What? Okay. Wait, what is this? What were you doing? And do you have oh, tips no, I think for... that's like super illegal. Um, yeah, I was like <laughs> calling like alumni to be like, Hey, I know you're in super debt, but like <laughs> donate. It was like the craziest job to put fucking like 20 year olds up to. It was horrible. That's the scheme. That's how they do it. They get the students it's, to call the people, the alumni, see if they can shake some change out of them. I'm like, no, no, no. I should be the supervisor for the people calling and saying, that's not the experience. <laughs> I'm like, who is this stranger telling me I didn't do a good enough phone call? Oh, I love it. Now, at what point did you, in like all of this content creation, take that on and decide like this is going to be your full-time gig was there a moment or is it kind of just naturally when I got let go from my job (laughs) (laughs) um no so I had a full-time job three months before graduating where basically Mm -hmm. when I wasn't in class I would go into the office it was like a tech startup where we made apps and websites for like celebrities influencers etc. that they were kind of like blogs. It's not important. The companies, I don't even know why <laughs> I'm talking about it, but I had a job. And so I was with that for a year and a half. And I was, I, there was a coworker who had lived in like Japan and worked remotely for a year mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, Hey, could I move to LA and for six months and like test out? Like, Cause I've always wanted to see if I wanted to live in LA. Like, could I go there and work remotely? Because like my job was would have actually like me moving here made a lot of sense because it was trying to get people I knew and other people in the space to mm-hmm. want an app or a website. So my bot, my CEO was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I kind of had the idea at the end of the six months to like quit. Mm. But then in October I got let go and I was like, Oh, and then I got two months of severance. And I was like, this worked out perfectly. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Chris. And so then, yeah, I really was like, okay, I guess we're just doing YouTube now. Cool. Okay. We're going to take one quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about the clothing brand. I have lots of questions and it's very cool. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Hello, listeners. Grace Helbig here. Wanting to say two things, a big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not too deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful. If you can go to the iTunes store, the app store and leave us a lovely little review comment. How are you feeling? Good, bad, otherwise? Maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. Uh, okay, talk to me about Middle Kid. This is your clothing brand. Uh, yes. It's very cool. I'm also a Middle Kid, so I identify... Oh my God, I'll get, I'll, I have to send you shit. Please, this is a passive-aggressive ask. Um, this is a very active uh, receive. <laughs> Thank you. Now, how did this start, and how long have you been doing this? So I 
like, I feel like I remember having like two dreams in life. One to like be an entertainer at the time I thought I was acting. Thank God that I <laughs> came to realize that that wasn't it. And then another one was like designing and making clothes. Mm. Um, I don't, I do not know why, but I would, there was a craft store in Delaware called AC Moore. I know yeah. it's like a chain. Oh my God. You know of it? I'm from Jersey. Yeah. We had AC Moore for sure. Oh my God. It closed down <laughs> since. Don't want to talk about it, but mm. I would always get these t-shirts and like, a, I don't even think it was like fabric paint. It was like acrylic paint, but I would just iron shit on glue stuff, cut. And sew. I just did whatever. I was like, there are no rules. Yeah. You did and a little episode of Project Runway by yourself. Fully by myself. <laughs> I played all the characters like designers, like work. You're out. I did the whole thing. Um, I love it. And I just I remember being like, it would be so cool if I could design clothes and people would buy them. And then I was like, I don't know how that'll ever happen. I'm in Delaware. Like I remember having that thought. And so as like YouTube started to do whatever it did, um, you know, like a good yeah. old little YouTuber. I was like merch. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I made merch and then I had this realization of why am I putting my name? Why am I putting my face? Like I was thinking about it and this is so bad, but like Joey Graceffa, I remember had this like teal t-shirt with a giant thing of his face on it. Yes. And I was like, I just looked at it. And I was like, no, this is going to sound so bitchy. It was just how my, I was like, who would, buy that and then want to wear that all the time. It's like a concert t-shirt. It's like, yeah. I don't wear, it's like I bought four Hillary Duff t-shirts, one at every concert and I never <laughs> wore them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, so maybe the angle to merch is what if I design stuff that people knew was mine, but it would be something that they'd pick up. And at the time it was on an Urban Outfitters t-shirt table. Mm. I was like, what is something like that? Mm -hmm. And so then I designed a whole bunch of t-shirts um, no Chris Clemens, no anything. And they like blew up. Like I didn't even go to, I wasn't even like invited to VidCon. I was in New York when VidCon was happening and my shirt sold out three separate times. They had to like wow. rush order. And I was like, cool. What? And so, yeah, it was like the, I mean, it was like the, I felt like Steve, what I imagined Steve Jobs feeling. I was like, <laughs> I have invented the computer. Yeah. Like, I, people have never was, worn clothing until this moment. I literally was like, <laughs> I cannot believe I invented it. Um, and so that was a huge, like, holy shit factor of pursuing the clothing. And now I just, I changed the name since then. I'm obviously a middle kid too. And I wanted mm -hmm. something that reflected me, but was still cool and something that I could like think about seeing maybe on a rack in the dream store I'd want this in. Mm. And so I kind of was thinking of names that would last and would still kind of hold their own. And I and could look cool as just a logo on a t-shirt. Um, totally. And so now I'm getting into really custom designs like these trucker hats. We fully uh, made custom. My head is very large. And so <laughs> I look so stupid in a lot of shit. But with like these and like the bucket hats, I have gotten so much feet. Like it took so long, but so many of my friends, people I trust are like, this hat, what the hell? And I... I <laughs> I'm like, I've invented clothing again. I like, did it again. I, so it's, I don't know. It's just always been something that I've always made sure that I like was enjoying. Yeah. And do, not you, really... do you design all of the, the, the clothing and accessories yourself? Yeah. So cool. I, 
yeah, before it was just like doing like the graphics on it and stuff. But now, like I said, we're designing, I'm like building the actual, like right now I'm working on hoodies, which has taken me the longest fucking time. <laughs> um, but it's like, I'm like building the shape of the hoodie and the colors and cool. all of that. So it is, it's just, it's exactly what I wanted to be doing. Well, okay. You're in line with all of that. Your house is coming together and looks gorgeous. Is <laughs> interior design a world that you want middle kid to uh advance into oh my god i would like literally die for that yeah really I, yeah i i really i anything creative i feel that besides singing <laughs> or like just music as a whole yeah i i really gravitate towards but especially like design and aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, like curating an aesthetic and stuff I feel like I really have a good strong suit for so when we moved into this house um I just I was like this is the most space I've ever had and I just <laughs> I and I mean we're in quarantine so I mean I've just been fucking going yeah off at furniture stores like online and stuff it was really stressful buying furniture online oh yeah not, yeah yeah I, I it's a gamble. It. <laughs> it's a gamble. I also love I saw in your video that you um do your uh dishes in your bathroom. Was that in your no, video? Oh, oh, that was that was <laughs> I was like, this is a curious moment that he's kind of glossing over real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm I'm psych I'm like crazy I'm not that crazy I that was just for corona when I so I was just quarantining in my room and I was like look at my bathroom I wash my dishes in it now I was I just thought people would be like what was your setup I I don't fucking know no I loved it but I was just that makes so much more sense but when I was watching it I was like hold on are we gonna just move on from him washing his dishes? No, in his that's bathroom? a very that's a very fair question for you to bring up. That is, I did not even consider uh, that. Well, okay, let's talk living situation. You have a roommate, Andrew. Yeah. How long have you guys lived together? We've lived together three and a half, four. No, not three and a half. Like two, three years. A good amount of time. A long time, yeah. And what are your, like, have you developed any roommate tips for people that are figuring out how to cohabitate with a friend? Um, I think, like, bound, like, honest boundaries mm. and, or upfront boundaries and then honest communication. Like, mm. honest communication is not easy. Yeah. I mean, it is easy now that I'm like 27, but like when I was 23 or 20 sharing apartments with people, I was like, oh, I'm such a people pleaser. So I was like, I don't want, I'm like, no, leave your dirty dishes on my bed. <laughs> like, like I had, a ro- I've had roommates who like, just, I was like, I let do crazy shit. Cause I was like too afraid of, uh, of confrontation. Yeah. yeah. I'm with just, you. Uh, well, it's like, I'm not normally afraid of confrontation, I feel, but when it's in your own house and you live mm-hmm. there and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want that to be lingering. Like, totally. at least I don't. Totally. Um, so honestly, like Andrew and I are just so open with each other. We're like, Hey, that was annoying. Or like, Hey, could we make sure we do that? Or and just you just can't, yeah, it's just, I, like don't take it as personally as it feels. It's just like a little, like uh, it's like a little note. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like, you know, um, 
let's talk about a different Andrew. You interviewed Andrew Yang. Yes. And I... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, do surprise. I know another Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I think the really cool thing that you do is that you are very uh, outspoken about, you know, social issues and, and you are your own type of activist. And you, you had an interview with Andrew Yang, which is so cool. Like, Thank where, you. how do you balance like doing funny, dumb stuff on the Internet and then like speaking out about like real injustices? Because I know uh, like myself and a lot of people this year especially have struggled with finding that balance you know and i'm curious how you approach it i don't know i like mm-hmm. don't i just have kind of this is the first time that i've really like in 2016 was probably the first election that i really like paid attention to obviously like same when obama that was like huge in its own way but i wasn't in the nitty gritty of policies and this and that mm-hmm. but 2016 was like the big one. So after the last four years, I've kind of been not doled down to all of this, but like, it's just, I don't, I didn't feel like I had that same vigor of like, yeah. like where, but wait, Chris, where are you going with this? <laughs> Sorry. I just have a habit of like, just talking. Um, I love it. No, I, I don't have like a guideline that I keep. I think you can be, crazy and silly and a total joke while also being able to have an opinion and to have a moral compass and mm. confidence in that. And so for me, I was like, I may not say the right things. And a lot of time, especially on Twitter, I've had to like, just literally not go on there because I just, you get so angry and yeah. like, I, well, I do, I get so angry and I just like scream and I'm like, I haven't really thought that through. <laughs> so I, so it's like a lot of tweeting and deleting, but I think a lot of it is just knowing, like I have been really practicing getting confident with like myself and just knowing, like I firmly believe that this is right and that is wrong. And mm-hmm. it's just, and then just saying that I feel, I, I feel like I just, it was something I had to step up to the plate and do because it would be dumb not to. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I feel I've done a lot of listening and educating myself this year and also like knowing that no one needs my opinion on things sometimes. And that's really nice to reconcile yourself with. So nice to reconcile with. Yeah, hugely. Um, But I think it's really cool that you make that without intentionally trying to, but you like it is part of what you're doing online. I think it helps normalize those kind of conversations for people that think of social media as just this like aesthetic vibes, like kind of shit. Totally, totally. And I think it also, I I feel like it really just differentiates a whole lot of people who are just willing to put their neck on the line rather Mm -hmm. than just upkeep this fame and lifestyle and you know i just i think it yeah it gives a level of seriousness that i want to be taken with as a person mm-hmm. of just i'm not yeah i can be funny and i can make you piss your pants and whatnot <laughs> but like at the end of the day i still am able to also sit down and have a very serious conversation about x y and z if i want to yeah how do you and maybe this is something it sounds like you still work on how do you respond to trolls? Do you find yourself responding more to trolls this year or pulling back a little bit or it's all over the place? 
It really depends on how much I've smoked. Uh, (laughs) If we're just going to get into it. Um, I, I don't know. I I definitely, I'll fill in the bubble, still working on it. Yeah. yeah, There are just, I'm sure you get it. It's like some, sometimes people fucking comment stuff and you're like, it does. It's like, just, it doesn't even matter, but it's like, Oh, you just, yeah. you're like, fuck think, you. I know if you oh, get caught like, in a vulnerable moment and then you hate yourself for it later and you're like, why couldn't I just control myself? And yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, sometimes what's your, you just, sorry, ahead. sometimes you just want to like pwn someone in the comments. You just want to yeah. be like, fuck you. Everyone <laughs> look at this now. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to or favorite social media platform do you have one um all of them no um (laughs) not twitter Mm -mm. instagram used to be but like just i'm seeing too many dumb people there (laughs) i'm really like finding and i can't believe i'm saying this out loud um but tiktok (laughs) uh, yeah i love tiktok except it has started a complex where i'm starting to feel really old yeah. And I never thought that I would feel that way. I was like, I can't wait to be in my 30s. Like, I can't wait to be 40. Like, now I'm like, I want to be 18 again. <laughs> it's like, oh. Everybody's well, like so pretty and talented and like uh, springy. And like, they all have great ideas seemingly all the time. It is exhausting. <laughs> it like, is what? It's wonderful to see. And it's so frustrating at the same time. Um, is but with okay let's talk about with these social media platforms you've uh accidentally created some chance encounters with some uh high-ranking celebrities (laughs) in the entertainment industry (laughs) let's talk about the chrissy teigen exchange can we talk about about that that one right because that's got about that one lest we not forget that's how your pandemic started that was day 10 (laughs) i remember the instagram (laughs) caption day 10 of quarantine wait okay so give us for anyone that doesn't know this beautiful anecdote can you give a brief version of it yeah brief being the keyword i heard yeah um basically Chrissy Teigen was like anybody have romaine lettuce it was like back when everybody was like stockpiling food at the beginning of the pandemic she's like anybody got romaine I will give you banana bread (laughs) I had just seen it I don't know why I just I was looking to feel something I guess I sprinted (laughs) from my bedroom into the kitchen because I had just bought romaine and I was like oh my god here we go I don't even like I loved Chrissy's tweets and all but like I was yeah. I wouldn't even consider myself like a a fanboy of her like I wouldn't sure. I just I just thought she was funny on Twitter. Yeah, of course. I don't know what compelled me. <laughs> but she literally saw it and was we just exchanged a bunch online of like funny jokes, DMs and stuff and then Ugh. we met up in a church parking lot where <laughs> I gave her three Trader Joe's heads of romaine <laughs> and she Which gave is- me she and John Legend, by the way, gave pull up in their all blacked out <laughs> Range Rover. They gave me banana, half a banana bread because John had to eat the other half. Oh, a bottle of, of John's wine. Um, they ordered us vegan food because she thought we were vegan. And then <gasps> what else did they throw in there? There was something else. Wow. I was like, what just what the fuck just happened? And of all places, a church parking lot. It has, really sealed the deal. Yeah. It, 
a real religious experience for you. <laughs> she took like, she took me to church. <laughs> also, uh, giving someone romaine lettuce to me is like very brave because lettuce is can be good or bad, and that's well, a very that's, brave move. <laughs> that's I mean that's that's what I'm shitting my pants about. I'm like, what if I get there and she's like, ew, this is trash. So are you? Like. <laughs> I just, you know, in those scenarios, you're, I don't, I didn't think she was mean or anything, but in those, I just went to the absolute worst case. Like this has E. coli. <laughs> like I just, any, I, I ruined oh, John Legend's this, entire I, career. He'll never recover. I, li- I literally, I was like, I don't know if fucking romaine is good or bad. I haven't bought groceries in so long. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, I love it. The, um, yeah, it was quite a sight. Uh, Mamrie was upset because she really wanted to get in there about it. And uh, I think you snuck in before her, which is very funny. So uh, sorry, Mames. And then most recently, the one and only Rosie O'Donnell has uh, recognized you on TikTok, which should hopefully make you feel a little young. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or old that you have this amount of emotion about Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> That's kind of the latter is definitely how I've been feeling, especially seeing how few people had to like who knew who she was. Yeah. Um, so that was alarming, but I <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell, are you kidding me? Have like, you literally an icon? Have you exchanged any messages or anything, or it's just so I, him? I DM'd her on TikTok, and okay. she has not responded. We will see. In my defense, I don't know if she knows the whole DMing on TikTok. I, I didn't even know that you could DM on TikTok, so I'm. And there we go. Uh, so, but and- she left a few comments. She approved of my Rosie O'Donnell outfit, which oh, I was like, good. I felt so bad though. Cause I was like, fuck, I hope she doesn't think I'm like bullying her. No, I just she- like genuinely see this outfit in the reflection and I'm like, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. A hundred percent. Yeah. And she saw uh, it too. And uh, she had a great sense of humor about it, which is like Phew. such a good set. I know. Uh, I mean, at this rate, who's next? Well, the person I was supposed to film a video with when the whole Corona thing happened was a, a celebrity on TikTok. Ah, oh, okay, Not Jason okay. Derulo, don't worry. Um, <laughs> talk about out of place. Um, well, yeah, so that's that's who's next. And I'm trying not to reveal it because okay. I, I don't um, know why. Any other dream collabs or chance meetups that you would like with celebrities that we um, should know about because you seem to be manifesting these things i really do I, didn't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really do um who would be like a dream i'm trying to do something with like joe biden um mm. so i was working with the dnc a lot that's how the andrew yang uh interview came about and he's joe's from delaware i saw him vote he lived right next to my high school so like it's all there yeah, he's. We, I just think it would be like a nice full circle thing for me. But um, I really, I, I am well, so bad at questions like this because I no, just no anybody worries. I could think of is like. Boop. We'll we'll keep it at Joe and we'll manifest that and we'll see and where everyone. that takes us. Um, exactly. Okay, we're gonna take one last break. When we get back, I have a bunch of Instagram questions for you. So we'll be right back. We're not too deep. Too deep. With Grace Helbig. 
Okay. Before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions. I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. The first is who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold spaghetti? Ivanka. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's while good she's one. in her little uh, seat. <laughs> while Perfect. she's in the little chair. <laughs> I the love deposition that. chair. I hate that bitch. <laughs> oh, it's uh, a lot of feelings I there. I hate her oh my <sighs> god i know my boyfriend can't look at jared kushner's face it gives him like a very physical reaction oh my god that is jared kushner never mind yeah 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 <laughs> okay uh the next question i ask every single guest and a lot of people had already dm me saying that they already know this story of yours but i ask every guest to tell us their worst pants shitting story or a close call but you can only use three words or three small phrases to describe your story so mine for example is college jogging front lawn okay mine is it's on youtube (laughs) (laughs) perfect all right no it's like literally on youtube it's (laughs) it's on youtube wonderful um okay let's get into these instagram questions like i said we got a lot of really good ones for you so i'm curious of your answers the first question is i'm 25 my husband is 26 we both have never smoked the devil's lettuce before what's the best way to do this Okay. Wow. It's always fun having people younger than you who are married asking (laughs) you for advice. Sick. Um, Well, they look up to you. And I also, just to let you know, I really admire like the normalizing of weed indulgence. Like I, I've learned over the last couple of years, I'm a late comer to smoking and drinking weed of all sorts. And I'm big fan, love drinking my weed. And, uh, I think it's really great to normalize it, but it is so intimidating when it's... Oh, I still feel like I... Like, here's the thing with it is any drug, it's like even Advil is going to have a different response to everybody. Yes. So for me, I I started smoking when I was 20. Like, and by that, I mean, like, I took a hit at a party and was like, sure. whoa. <laughs> um, okay, guys. I probably started smoking consistently when I moved to LA. Um, mm-hmm. But you just, I would recommend being with people you trust. Mm-hmm. You can always get more. You can yes. never take it out. Yes, 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 yes. And, Very good advice. <laughs> and just like note how you feel. Because sometimes you might be really paranoid and then that could just totally be you being anxious before you Mm -hmm. getting a strain that didn't work for you. Like, cause it works differently for everybody. So with edibles, I would try, like I, edibles was my like biggest battle because I was always someone who was like, fuck edibles. I don't (laughs) want to be high for 80 hours because I would always be high for 80 hours. Uh huh. And so then I started getting these, I worked small to big and uh-huh. I got these gummies that were 10 milligrams and I would take yep. 10 and then I'd be like, okay, in an hour, let's see how we're feeling. And then yeah. I was like, I can do more. And then you just kind of get to find your sweet spot and yeah, I don't, I don't I agree. have any it advice. Is, no, that's great advice. Cause I didn't realize, like, I just assumed that weed gets you high. That's it. And that there's that different strands didn't have different effects. And when you actually take the time, like you said, to be around people you trust and like 
check in with yourself, you notice very different things. Like when I first started smoking when I was in my 20s, I hated it because I always immediately felt like I was going to piss my pants. I had just straight paranoia, straight to (laughs) pissing my pants that I constantly be like fiddling with my like jean buttons to make sure I hadn't pissed myself around people that I barely knew. And so I avoided it all the time and only what I have no idea and so my assumption and then like my preconceived paranoia so every time I smoked I was like oh god you're gonna have those thoughts again (laughs) and only in the last like few years have I noticed oh how very different it is when you're in a different mindset and when you're with people you trust and when you get strands or gummies or tinctures or whatever it is that work well with your brain yeah. And also it's just, you might be at a point where weed doesn't work for you. It's like, sure. it's, cause like when I lived in New York, I would always get high and then like, or I would never, um, <laughs> but like, you know, I would smoke and then be like, holy shit. Like I'm afraid of the law. So yeah. I would get paranoid. But when I moved here, I'm like, you know, like, so it, my, I have a friend who used to love it. Now they're, they get paranoid. So they stopped and then now, mm-hmm. or they used to get paranoid and then now they're back to finding their rhythm. So just, and Take also your time. It, and also it may just not be your thing. And that's true. fine. Totally like, true. That is just fine. And I always want to make that clear because I am very open with it. Um, that like, you know, this is what I do to really, I have an overwhelming amount of anxiety. So for me, it's like almost, it almost focuses me and really makes me productive. And yeah. no one I know relates to that. Mm. So it's just, yeah, what works for me is different. And yeah, yeah, I think that's the best advice. I mean, and they'll never know until they start experimenting with it. Exactly. Um, a lot of these questions, what's your favorite munchie snack? Oh, lately, I've really been in the habit of just a nice 11.30 p.m. Domino's pizza. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, it's like not cute anymore. It was first at, at first it was like, oh, yeah. Now it's like, oh, no. Um, but like Takis, they're solid. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, mm. A lot of questions like this. How do you deal with your mental health in the pandemic? Uh... Have you developed any like self-care, whatever woo-woo of a term that is like little things for yourself? Yeah, I wake up and immediately swallow my antidepressants. And then I um, I see a therapist once a week. That's nice. But sometimes I'm like, fuck it, I feel nothing. Um, (laughs) And then like sometimes it's just accepting a bad day and like not trying to turn it around, which Mm. I don't know if that's good advice, but sometimes I find that like trying to make a shitty day good. Yeah. It, it's just, it like makes me more depressed. I'm so with you a hundred percent that I've yeah, done that same thing. It makes a huge difference, even though it seems really minor that when you say, I'm off today. I'm going to give myself permission to be off today and tomorrow we'll see what happens. But yeah, it really makes a huge difference if you can afford like a few hours to just go, okay, I'm just going to let myself feel a little bad without Abs- trying to and fix it. And you don't it. even need to feel bad or you don't even need to try and fix it, but just maintaining like a neutral, like mm-hmm. you don't have to do something you love, but like if you have a bathtub, take a hot bath and just lay there. Don't yeah. bring your phone, just 
like take time and don't do anything like that's okay and it's so I don't know why it's so hard for me specifically to do that but like I think I yeah I I have the same kind of feelings as you have I think a lot of people that work in a weird world like where we work you know your job doesn't clock in and clock out at a certain time of day so technically every hour is an opportunity to be productive. And so you create these really uh, unfair expectations for yourself that sometimes you're not going to meet and that's okay. Yeah. This is a really sweet question. Someone says the qualities he loves most about his friends, question mark. Oh, I love that they like me. (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) um, I like, I don't know. I like how different all of my friends are and how, like how they bring a different thing into my life to that makes it what answer from Miss America is this? <laughs> oh my God, you were Miss New Jersey. No, I wasn't. Oh, but you I competed. I, yeah, I, I, I dabbled for a second oh my God. and it is a Icon. world that I do not thrive in. I learned a lot fair. of lessons. Yeah. Then got into comedy pretty hard right after that. So if anything, it really helped me you move find in that a Miss different America direction. Or Miss New Jersey launched you into comedy. Yeah. It gave me a good pivot, which is really good. <laughs> really helpful. A good heel to stand on. Uh-huh. Uh, someone to know what makes the perfect sweatsuit a perfect sweatsuit. This is a good one. Um, <laughs> I think it has to be nice and thick, but mm. not too thick that you're constantly sweating okay. and like just thick enough that it like can kind of maintain some structure. Mm. And then you're like, mm, okay, no, you're I'm psychotic. A- no, no, no. <laughs> this is actually very helpful because I've been living in five pieces of sweat related clothing for the last eight months and Same. I need to, yeah. And it's all kind of shit. So I should invest in some nicer pieces. And so I'm I like, love yes, a good yes. French Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a nice thick French Terry is good. I love a nice thick, solid waistband. That's elastic. Yeah. Um, a zippered pocket. Ooh. Um, and okay, this might be controversial. Some people like the Uh-oh. jogger ankle bands, uh-huh. the like thick ones. No, I like the, the thin, scrunchy elastic Ooh. at the ankle. I think that's where it's at. Yeah. V- love that. Yeah. Someone says, maybe this is dumb, but like 2021 resolutions, question mark? I don't think I believe in like resolutions. I like want to. I want to be like one of those people that's like, you know, yeah. like I woke up January one and I'm new, but like, I just, I'd rather just start today. If I have something that I want to change, if there's something I want to do, I'll just like work at it. Good for you. So yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not a resolutions person and same thing. I feel like every year, maybe I will be. And then I stop myself. Cause I feel like I will inevitably not succeed at them in some capacity. And that's more and- devastating. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, someone wants to know what's the most Scorpio thing he's ever done. Are you a Scorpio? I am. I don't know what okay. that fucking like. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know like Scorpios are like, <laughs> but like I don't fucking know what's the most Scorpio thing I've done. I don't know. Maybe like, that's the most Scorpio thing that you have yeah, no not, idea. No. Yeah, there. Let's sign, seal, and deliver that one. Uh, someone asked, would he ever want to change the type of content he puts out? Now, this kind of goes in line with like a bigger question I've had of you've been doing internet stuff for 
a while now. Yeah, how, like eight years. Yeah. How have you seen the space change like for yourself or for other people? Because to me, it feels very obviously very different than it did eight years ago. So, so different. Um, I, this is another one where I, I don't know, but I look back and I'm like, wow, everything I did made sense. And like clearly mm. worked, um, or not worked, but you know, like got me by, I got to yeah. see another week. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. Just post, like just post. Yeah. It, do you work on like do you talk to your friends about ideas or things like that do you like collaborate on like creative ideas in that sense or do you just kind of do it and then maybe they see it afterwards i the latter i sometimes if i'm like what do you think of this a lot of times with title help i'll ask Mm. friends i'll be like which title or which thumbnail will you click on um but with video ideas i really kind of just take a look at like what i've put up i I know, like, I, like, two years ago, it's, like, mm, such an era where I look at everything I did, and I was, like, you are incredible. <laughs> like, my Instagram feed, my YouTube channel, it's just all so, oh. Uh, Chef's kiss. It is. It was just such, it was just, I was so stoked about everything I was doing. Um, so, no, I, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> I'm, just like, basically... thinking about this, like, perfect year I had. No, I think uh, you kind of answered it already that you seem to do like whatever you're feeling in the moment. And then when you look back on it, you're like, yeah, that made sense for me. Yeah, I try and find things that are wacky and weird and not typical because it's Mm -hmm. almost fun to create something that's so random. Yeah. And then also I've just come to like the understanding that a lot of the time people are like, I am what makes the video. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Yeah. So I I just know like okay this might not be the most stimulating or exciting thing to shoot but have faith that it'll turn out. Yeah. Cuz it's yours. Yeah. Yeah, and like I don't I always figure it out. Totally. Like, um okay, last question. Someone asked strategies for lockdown. I'm being super strict with myself but running out of ideas. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Ooh, we're really going to end on that kind of a note, aren't we? Um, <laughs> well, how have you, because you have a roommate, so you have a lockdown buddy. Have you guys started doing anything specific or have you created any sort of games or nights or activities? We luckily both play Fortnite. So oh, cool. we vid- video. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, that doesn't age <laughs> me at cool. all. Nice. I've heard of that. Is it like. What you do? You just like sh- <laughs> it's like a cartoon, like Call of Duty. Basically, it's it's like fun. I don't. It's like it fun. sounds. Well, no, it sounds fun. Also, because you guys Twitch stream a lot, right? Well, so that is something I've gotten into over quarantine. Was like, mm. oh, why don't I figure out what the fuck Twitch is? Yeah, and that's been a really nice way of being social. Of just having like that is something I have found that I took for granted every day up until this quarantine was just having an immediate social network at mm. our fingertips. It's like, we can go live on Instagram. We can just fucking be bored out of our minds, go live. And we have thousands of people to talk to. And and, those, and, and everyone wants to talk to someone. 
Exactly. And so it's, that actually has been a really great thing, which might not be relatable to the person who asked this. No, um, I think Get a that's... following in live streams. <laughs> well, I also think just participating in any, like, I imagine you can do Twitch with people without having a major following and still get the same sort of uh, energy of, you totally. know, engaging with people safely. Totally. I've been going on walks, which I feel nice. really like lucky that I'm able to do. Cause I think about living in New York during all of this and I Ugh. can't imagine. I just, I don't, I can't imagine. Um, so that's, I, that walking, being outside has just really been nice. Nice. Um, I know I've really appreciated nature way more this year than I've ever before. I'm like front yards <laughs> slept on. <laughs> Slept on. <laughs> uh, Chris, this has been so fun. I feel like I could talk to you for a really long time, but we have to wrap up. But before we um, wrap up completely, we give our guests a little uh, token of our appreciation for making time for us. I believe Melissa has emailed you. We have a personalized fortune cookie from us to you. Uh, oh I think God. it's in your. I think it's in your email. If you're able to open that. Oh my God! Let me open it. <laughs> I'm like, what? I have a fortune cookie <laughs> to validate your thoughts and feelings no you're not crazy people should be wearing masks and social distancing mm-hmm. there you go i agree there you go um now chris where can people find you if they don't know where can they find the clothing company where can they find your twitch anything you want them to know about um youtube is just youtube.com slash chris c-h-r-i-s and then twitter instagram uh chris clemens TikTok is the Chris Clemens because I got a lifetime ban on Chris Clemens for smoking a bong. <laughs> um, Middlekid.supply is the website for clothing. Nice. Wow, I have not had to plug myself in a long time. <laughs> Rust, I'm rusty. <laughs> um, You're doing yeah, great. that's enough. You're One of those, great. you'll find me the rest. Yeah, I just. I don't and if know. you go to Rosie O'Donnell's TikTok, it'll lead you back to yours <laughs> in some way, shape, or oh form. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. This has been so fun. Thank Thank you. This has been so fun. Of course. Everyone, make sure you go check out everything he's up to because truly you never know what's going to happen next. It no, is a wild ride. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not Too Deep. Who's Grace Helbig? Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post-production sound by Chris Henry and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>